So, hey, thank you. Thank you for being here and uh, patience and all of this. And we're hoping uh, everything will get back on track. Uh, we're looking at Matthew chapter 5. Uh, we've been uh, doing a study, of course, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 43, uh, down through verse 48. And it's been a saturation thing. And we've been uh, walking through that. In the last couple Sundays, as you know, we've been looking specifically at verse 48, which is the climax of the entire chapter. And we're going to uh, finish that today. So this uh, will be the uh, last message on this chapter, which is, uh, well, never mind. So we're moving then into a new study, which is going to be uh, the next uh, paragraph in Acts for us, which is Acts chapter 5, verse 1 through 11. So, uh, hey, I encourage you to uh, take that chapter and Acts chapter 5, verse 1 through 11. Hey, look at it uh, ahead of time. Uh, study it on your own. Uh, saturate it in it. And kind of we're going to systematically begin to walk through that in, in the next Sundays. Uh, so that's kind of where we're headed in all of this. So this is the last of this. And we want to begin our reading at chapter 5, verse 43, and read down through verse 48. Uh, by the way, call your mother and say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow. Uh, mothers are something. And uh, reading Matthew chapter 5, verse 43. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. For he makes his Son rise on the evil and on the good, and sends a rain on the just and on the unjust. If you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same. And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so. Therefore, you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Uh, let's bow for prayer. You're amazing, Jesus. Absolutely amazing. And um, I pray that uh, clarity and conciseness and ability to grasp would, would come to us today. And that there would be a permeation of your presence in this place that would br literally bring the reality of who you are to us and see us expand our thinking into that which you have for us. So, uh, hey, we give ourselves to you to that. Thank you for letting us be together this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All of us who've been around the church at all have had uh, struggled with the disconnect. And what I mean by disconnect is that uh, there's, uh, we preach behind the pulpit, for instance. We preach behind the pulpit uh, these great truths about uh, love your enemies and uh, Jesus is love and we love everybody and we promote that. And then over here on the other side, we hate you. And there's a disconnect. In other words, there's what we say and what we do. We can't get along with each other. We argue, we fight. Uh, we preach behind the pulpit, for instance, unity, and hey, God wants us all to be together, and then, hey, you're a Baptist? And the denominational differences that don't let us come together. And that's a disconnect, isn't it? And we all look at that and say there's something wrong with that. See, we preach forgiveness, God forgives you, and then, but I won't forgive you. There's a disconnect. And we've all struggled with that. And if it was just uh, in, the, in the general church, in other words, if it was just in the church world, I would look at the church world and say, well, that's them. But see, the difficulty is I come into my own life and I find that same thing is true. Have you, be honest now, have you ever gone and just in a moment of whatever, looked in the mirror, looked yourself in the eye and said, is this the best I get? Is this all there is? Is there any more than this? 
Is this the best religion? I'm not talking about finances now. I'm not talking about, hey, there's bills I can't pay. And I'm not talking about, well, could I get a better job? And I'm not talking about circumstances. I'm talking about internal spiritual life and internal the way you are and who you are and the makeup of your being. Have you ever just looked at yourself in the mirror and said, hey, is this all there is? Is this the best I could be? Is this... Is this all religion I pray? Is this all prayer does for me? Is this the best? Is this the best I get? Is there a disconnect? Jesus is so phenomenal because he was consistently giving this imagery of himself. And of course he was in his culture and you know all that. So uh, he gave this imagery for instance about uh, a, a shepherd. I'm the good shepherd was one of the imageries. And of course he was in a shepherding culture. So uh, they based their whole culture on shepherding and understood all of that. For instance, their money wasn't, you weren't rich because you had a lot of coins. You were rich by the number of sheep you had. So it was a shepherding culture. So Jesus used this imagery of I am the good shepherd. And it's phenomenal when you understand shepherding. Uh, for instance, he had, you, I used this imagery of the sheep know my voice, which is a guttural sound in the, in the, in the throat of the, of the shepherd that just was unique and the, sh- and the sheep picked up on it and would follow him. And when he led the sheep, he, didn't, he wasn't up at the front and the sheep all came. No, they were all milling around him. And he would give this guttural sound and they would follow him. And Jesus used that imagery. And of course, he used the imagery of I am the door, talking about the shepherd fold, uh, where he would bring the sheep in and he would inspect them for injury and name them off and one would be missing and he would go after it and, and, and then he would shut the door whenever all of them would say, well, he wouldn't shut the door. Why? There was no door. He was the door. The shepherd was the door. He slept in the doorway because he, hey, you're not going to get to my sheep without coming over the top of me. The only way you're going to get to my sheep is to come through me. Jesus was describing himself in our behalf. And you know how he ended that whole imagery thing? Well, let me read it to you. It's John 10.10. 10. He said, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have, get this, I, the good shepherd, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. <laughs> not phenomenal? More abundantly. In other words, what Jesus says is, hey, what I've got for you is more, more abundantly. It's a phenomenal word. So have you ever looked at yourself and said, is there more? Is this the best I get? Is there anything beyond this? Here I am in my struggles. Here am I am in my, in my guilt. Here I am in, 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 in who I am. And here I am in, in battles. And, and is, is, this, is this just life? Is, this, is, there, is, there, is there more? What is this more abundantly? It has the idea of over and above. It has this idea of, uh, of uh, abundance, extraordinary. That's the idea of superabundant. Those are great imageries, aren't they? So do you look at your life and say, Woo, that's me, I'm more. <laughs> or average. I want more. I want the more. Whatever the more is, I want it. <laughs> I'm sick of average. I'm sick of normal. I'm sick of, well, I'm, I'm sick of, okay. I'm sick of, uh, I want the more. Is there more? Really? Now, I'm not the only one that's ever asked this question because there was a guy by the name of the rich young ruler. We don't know his name. But he's described as the rich young ruler. Who came running? Which would have been unusual for a guy of his stat- status to come running. But it shows the anticipation and the wow, I want, and, and, and the eagerness of the whole thing. And he came running to Jesus. And in running to Jesus, he asked this question. What do I need to do to have eternal life? I want the more. What do I have to do to get more? I want more. I want more. I want the more. And Jesus laid the old commandments on him, you know. He said, hey, keep the commandments. The ten, you know. 
And the guy looked him right in the eye and said, done that from my childhood up. Now understand, this guy is the rich, which means he's got everything he needs. So he's not asking for more in finances. He's the young, which means he's got good health and he's got future. So he's not about to die. And he's a ruler, which means he has self-esteem because he has position. He has self-worth. I mean, people are applauding him. So here's a guy who's got everything, isn't this interesting, who comes and says, hey, what do I do to have life? Don't you have it? Good night. If I had your money, if I, hey, if I had your good looks, wow. If I were young again and could start over, if I knew then what I know now, whoa, I would be dangerous. So this guy says, I got to have more. Jesus says, keep the commandment. I've done that. What do I still lack? Because in all my richness, and all my youth, and all my rulership, I do not have the more. And I want the more, man. Is there more? Is this it, guys? We're going to have to spend the rest of our lives... <laughs> Is there more? Jesus told these phenomenal... Uh, Stories, of course, and one of them was the prodigal son. You know it. And this guy, uh, of course, gets his inheritance and blows the whole thing and ends up in a pig pen. Which, if you're from Indiana, that's not too bad. Because it's air conditioned. But, uh, for Jews, that's the lowest of the low. For Jew, in their whole cultural setup, uh, the epitome of lowness, the epitome of you are down and out, the epitome of you can't go any lower is this pig thing. So this guy, now, wealth is gone, inheritance blown, he's living with the pigs. He sleeps with the pigs, got his bedroll there, uh, got his toothbrush, hair, hair dryer, so forth. So he's, he's, he's stretched out with the pigs. He eats with the pigs, which is really kind of neat. You can have breakfast in bed, just re- grab a hold of a corn cob the mother sow's been chewing on, you chew on it. You know, he, he, hey, he's covered in pig scum. He, uh, he smells like a pig. He moves like a pig. He looks like a pig, covered with pig scum, grunts like a pig. He's, he's a pig. He's the pig boy. And the scripture in the story says, he came to himself. Meaning what? He, he literally looked upon his life and saw the pig scum and, every, and where he was and said, is there more? <laughs> is this it? And then he began to think, think about this. Then he began to think about his father and said, good night, my dad has his servants eat better than I do. The slaves of our house at the old farm, man. They eat better than I do. I'd be better to get out of here. The more for me would be what? I'll go home. Not to be a son. I'll go home and I'll just, I'll eat off the slave table. That would be more than what I got here. So he went. And you know, of course, the story. The dad saw him coming in the distance because he was waiting on the front porch. <laughs> Ran down, grabbed him, said, son... The son says, I'm not worthy to be a son. I'll just be a slave. No, the more, in my mind, the father says, the more that I have for you is not slave, it's sonship. Here's the ring. Put it back on your finger. Here's the robe. Just got it out of the dry cleaners, man. Hey, your room. The beds are laid down, man. We put fresh linen on. We put fresh sheets. Everything's, hey, kill the fatted calf. We're going to have a party. Here's the more. See, more in his perspective was being a slave and eating off the slave table. More in the father's idea. Can you, can you get the contrast of that? The more in the father's idea was whew, abundant, extravagant, extraordinary. I can't believe this kind of stuff. Radical, extravagant, lavish, off the wall. Now he wasn't the only son that was asking this kind of thing. Because the elder brother had been out on the farm, out on the tractor, man, eating the dust all day. Dad wouldn't have a farm if it wasn't for him. Prodigal son, pff, he was riotous living. But the son, 
elder brother, he'd stayed faithful. Been right there. Milked the cows. Did the thing. Came in. After a day. Covered with the dust of the field. Heard the noise. Heard the band. Saw the party. His dad came out and said, come on in. Your brother's back. And you know what he said? You never even gave me a goat to make merry with my, my friends. You know what he's saying? All these years, I've kept the rules, gone to church, read the Bible, blah, 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 blah. And I never got the more. <laughs> I've been faithful all my life. I never got the more. The older brother never got the more. The prodigal son, he wasn't in the more. Is there a more? If there is, I want it. <laughs> if there is, I'm after it. I'm sick of the ordinary. I'm sick of the run of the mill. I'm sick of the, well, that's just the way we are. I'm sick to death of that. Well, I just can't help me. I'm sick to death of that. Well, it's the way I was raised. I'm sick of that. Well, I'm from Tennessee. I'm tired of that. <laughs> you know, is there more? And if there is, I want in. If there isn't, let's quit looking for it. Let's just kill each other and go and end it. So what's, where, where's the more? Jesus told these phenomenal stories, prodigal son. Then he, then he got into Matthew uh, chapter 13, began to tell these parables, these stories, to talk about the more, because he was trying to convince his disciples. And he was, as he was telling these stories, well, he told this one, for instance, about this tenant farmer who's uh, getting behind, further behind every single year. He's out plowing his field, you know. And uh, it's a field of rocks, that's all. He, he can barely raise a crop. And, and of course, he doesn't get much of the profit. And, and he's just going behind. And his wife is, it looks haggard because she's just worked like a dog. And the kids don't have what they want. And the house is, is getting worse every year. And, and he's just, he's never, never, never gets ahead. And can you, can you see him plowing away saying, there's, there's got to be something better than this. <laughs> got to be something better than this. And the plow strikes a rock, he thinks. Got to dig it out. Okay. But as he digs it out, you know what he finds? A treasure. The more. Hey, this is the story of Jesus. My life, grinding it out, doing the ordinary, going along. This is normal. This stinks. Is there more? treasure everything he could want every everything he could desire everything all the hopes and dreams of a lifetime wrapped up in a more uh, in the next verse he told this story about this uh, guy who uh, buys and sells pearls travels all over the countryside buying pearls wanting more Got to have another one. Got to have another one. Then you know what he did? He found the more. <laughs> the one. <laughs> he found, woo, sold all the other per the pearls. See, he was talking about there's something more here. I want that. I got to have that, man. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not just going to go along anymore. I'm not interested. In, well, I'm just average. I want more. I want the more. Now, our passage is loaded with this. This whole chapter is loaded with this idea. For instance, if you go to chapter 5, Matthew, where we are, and you look at verse 20, he sets it up. In verse 20, he says, For I say to you, that unless your righteousness exceeds 
the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, note the word exceeds. If your, unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes. The word exceeds, if you could see it in the original language, is there twice. Now, in the English, we don't put it in there because it would be redundant. But, hey, Jesus said it twice. In other words, unless your righteousness exceeds, exceeds. Which is a double deal. So he's trying to come to, he's coming to his disciples in this chapter, Sermon on the Mount, this Sermon on the Mount. And he said, guys, I want you to know what you're getting yourself into. Here's where you've been, but hey, you're not going to stay there. You're going to move into the more. And he describes this more as exceeds this thing. What I'm proposing to you in the new covenant and what I'm presenting to you, Jesus said, is going to blow your brain. I'm telling you, it's going to take you out of where you are into a realm you've never been. It's literally going to take you into where you are going to walk around the rest of your life with your mouth wide open. (gasps) You're going to be astounded for the rest of your days. And I'm going to take you to a place where it will not matter what happens to you. You will look at it and say, that's nothing. Compared to what I got. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't it be great to have. To be in a place. Where what was the. You had the more. What you had was so. That burnt toast didn't bother you. (laughs) Burnt the toast. Throw it away. (laughs) Flat tires didn't upset you. You know what he said about me. Didn't matter. Why? Because I got this more thing going on. It's so big and so overwhelming and so startling and so huge that nothing can bother it. It exceeds. Now that's his whole proposition. As he as he launches into these the, these these six illustrations that this is not status quo, this is beyond. Now, in our illustration, I want you to look with me at verse forty-seven. Now, he's, the proposition of this illustration, which is the sixth one we've been dealing with, he says, "Love." You say, "Love your neighbor, hate your enemy." But I say, "Love your enemies and pray for them." Why? Verse forty-five: That you may be sons. Sons of your father in heaven. And then he begins to parallel it. Now look at verse uh, 46. If you love those who love you. What reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors. Now you understand the tax collectors are the lowest of the low. You can't get any lower than that. If you're, if, in their hour. The tax collector and who he was. And what he did to get that job. Was so vile. And so awful. That he is, he is the epitome of the worst of all sinners. So here's the worst of all sinners. And what does the worst of all sinners do? He loves those who love him. You're good to me, I'll be good to you. You don't like me, I don't like you. You speak to me, I'll speak to you. You don't speak to me, I won't speak to you. That's why he lives. Well, if you do that, then you're on his level, aren't you? <laughs> you're just like him, aren't you? So you don't have the more. Now look at the next verse, which is the greeting thing. If you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Now here he uses it a negative. See, you don't have the more. Hey, you say hi to me, I'll say hi to you. You don't say hi to me, I hit. You ignore me, I ignore you. You mouth off to me, I mouth off to you. <laughs> what do you do more? You don't have the more, he says. And then he wraps it all up and says, let me tell you what the more is. And you know how he pictures it? And this is what we've been walking through the last two Sundays. In verse 48, he pictures it as perfect. And of course, again, that's repulsive to all of us. Because again, the only thing I know about perfect is the one who thinks he is, isn't. So that's all I know about perfect. So, but perfect isn't a good word. We understand that. He's not talking about perfect, perfect. He's talking about complete it's talking about complete and the standard is what look at verse 48 therefore you shall be complete just as your father 
in heaven. So I need to be complete like God is complete, which is what? The more. Now don't turn this off, he says. Don't shut me down, man. Look in the mirror. Look at your life. Don't forget finances and, you know, that housing and all that stuff. House and whatever. See, look at your inner life and who you are. And look yourself in the eye and say, Is this all there is? Is this the best? (laughs) Do I have to live like this the rest of my life? Or is there more? Jesus says, I'm presenting to you the radical idea of more. In fact, now he springs into chapter 6. Look at chapter 6, verse 1. He talks about charitable deeds. Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward. Why? Because you already got your reward. Well, what's your reward? Oh, I did a charitable deed. Oh, you're so generous. I know. (laughs) I'm good, aren't I? I like myself. So what's your reward? Your own pride. So you don't get the more. What would be the more? You wouldn't do it out of pride and to be seen and yay. You would do it because, hey, you're into this more thing and the Father is going to reward. He's going to... And you're going to experience, wow. Now he does the same thing with prayer. Look at that, verse 5. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues on the corner of the streets to be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. Hey, what's their reward? Oh, man, you're such a prayer. (laughs) (laughs) Woo-hoo. We just love to listen to you. (laughs) Wow. That's their reward. You get the whack on the back. Yay. Woo. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I practice a lot. They don't get the more. But if you enter into secret and open your life up in intimacy, God will do something in you I'm telling you, there is something that's beyond this show thing. Aren't you sick of show? Performance? Wouldn't it be great to go to more? He does the same thing with the fasting thing, verse 16. When you, moreover, verse, chapter 6, verse 16. Moreover, when you fast, don't be like the hypocrites. Sad countenance, disfigured their face, appear to men fasting. Yeah, they have their reward. Oh, you look like you slept in your clothes. Yeah, I did. Up all night, fasted breakfast too. Oh. Wow. So what do you get? The whack on the back. Oh, you're so spiritual. Yeah, thank you, thank you. But you miss the more. So see, the whole idea of this is all wrapped up in, ladies and gentlemen, you just, see, what we want is not shape up. That's not what we want. (laughs) Don't take drugs. That's not what we want. Don't get drunk. That's not what we want. Come to church on Sunday. (laughs) Help us, help us, help us. Develop a prayer life. Pray three hours every morning. (laughs) Good luck on that one. (laughs) You know, that's not what... Because do you see, you could do all of that and not have the more. (laughs) So obviously this is not about performance and not about rules and not about... This is about... Something beyond. There's, there's something going on here in Christianity, he says. That's not the average thing. It's not the ordinary. It's more. I want the more. I want, I want the more. I want to get in on the more. Whatever is more, I want it. <laughs> now, as you look at chapter 5, and this is kind of a summary of chapter 5, 
and you, and you get a hold of this idea that he's presenting this more idea. Uh, there are three areas that he attacks, that he visualizes for this more. And I want to walk you through those. Number one, there is a more righteousness. He calls it exceeding righteousness. Now we read that in chapter 5 verse 20. Uh, which is, is a pivotal verse that springs him into the sixth illustration. The six illustrations that he's going to give to illustrate this. So if you could visualize verse 20 as kind of the foundation. It's kind of the premise. It's the beginning of the thing. And then he's going to move in and say I'm going to illustrate this for you. And he gives you six illustrations. And the six illustrations are all about this one idea. That there is more. There is something that is exceeding. And what is going to be exceeding? Exceeding righteousness. There is a righteousness that is more. More. What are you talking about? Well, look at the first illustration. Verse 21. You have heard it was said by those of old. You shall not murder. So what was the ordinary? What was the run of the mill? What was the normal church thing? I don't kill people. That was normal. So the Old Testament, old timer, in the old day, did what? He said, I'm full of anger. I'm full of hatred. I got all this temper. I got all this in. People tick me off, make me mad, like to smash their face in. But I'm drawing a line. I'm not killing anybody. What's the best I can do, people? I will put your picture on the wall and get a shotgun, blow your stinking head off. But I'm not really going to do it. I'm not really going to do it. It's the best I can pull off, guys. It's all you can expect out of me. I'm not going to kill you. Don't care what you do to me. not killing you. Running out of town, but I'm not killing you. Jesus said, let me tell you about the more. Now, note what he does with this. He does two things, but we'll talk about the first one. He internalizes it. He takes it from an outside deal and brings it inside. Do you see that? Look at verse 22. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother. So we've just moved from murder to anger. And when you move from murder, outside act, to anger, inside feeling. So evidently, guys, what we're dealing with is that what Jesus wants, the more, is not outside, it's inside. Right? Which is the premise of the Sermon on the Mount. (laughs) Because he started out with what? Blessed are the poor in spirit, the beatitude. So here's the poor in spirit, the helpless guy. I am absolutely helpless. He says, if you will live in that helplessness, helplessness, helplessness. If you will admit that, I can't pull this off. I can't get this done. I am on the ordinary, normal plane. I'm the average. I'm the, there's no more in my life. I can't pull off more. Don't kill people. I can get that done. Don't dislike them. I can't. Get, don't hate the, I can't, I don't, don't be angry, I, everybody gets up, I've had anger management class five times, I, come on, I can't pull that off, why, I'm helpless, but he says the more is, oh, there is an encounter with God, get this, there is an encounter with Jesus, Whereby he comes and literally moves into the life. And in a merger, oneness with him, the more takes place. And it's not, I'm doing better outside. You will. But it's, oh, inside, inside, inside. 
inside. See, it's internalized inside. And you know what I found out? I, this inside thing. Oh, my heart needs it. My lungs need it. Oh, my kidneys need it. <laughs> my physical body needs this inside <sighs> more. <laughs> Look at the second illustration. See, all these illustrations do this same thing. So he's just, see, he's beating this drum. Do you get it? Look, look at verse 27. You have heard it said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. Wow. Don't cheat on your wife. Okay. I, don't, I, I wouldn't cheat on my wife. Basically because she'd kill me. And I don't want to die. So I'm not cheating on my wife. I want to, but I'm not going to. If I could get by with it, why not? No. Look at Jesus. That, see, that's average, isn't it? That's the run of the mill. That's. Jesus, I, I say to you, whoever looks at a woman to lust, could something. Well, everybody has sexual desires. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But do you believe that there is a more? See, he's internalizing this. Here's an outward act. I won't, I won't commit adultery. I won't cheat on my wife. Here's an inward. I don't want to cheat on my wife. I don't want to cheat on my wife. How would you get there? Well, that would be more. Because <laughs> I can't do that. I know. I'm helpless. You're right. You can't pull that. I know. That's radical. I got it. That's overabundant. <laughs> Absolutely. That's crazy. That's lavish. That's extravagant. That's superabundant. Nobody's that. That isn't ordinary. <laughs> It's more. And in helplessness, can I be filled with him? And can I enter into an encounter with Jesus that does something internally to me? Now, now get this. This is not a new discipline. I'm going to jog five miles a day. <laughs> This is not a new discipline. See, this is not a, well, if I pray five hours and, and fast three meals and, no, come on. See, that's not, this is an, this is a riddle, this is an encounter. Which takes us to the more. Now, now he goes on, gives another look at verse 33. Again, you have heard it said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but, but shall perform your oaths to the Lord. So the old timer said, if God is involved, I got to keep my word. If I put my hand on the Bible and swear by God, whoa, I got to tell the truth. If I'm under oath, I got to tell the truth. But if I'm not, then A, I got wiggle room. I can compromise. I can, I can, I can shave it a little. I can, hey, I don't have to. Jesus said, guys, what would happen if you had an encounter with God? You're helpless. He comes and you and him merge together and he was involved in everything you said. <laughs> and it wasn't just hand on the Bible, swear by God. Oh, God's involved now. I got to tell the truth. What if, he, what, if, what if he was in you and literally producing? What if integrity in your life really mattered? And that honesty and truthfulness and being head on. Well, everybody covers. I know, that's ordinary. Run of the mill. But what if there was more? So do you see what he does? He takes this thing from outside and takes it to inside. And the more, guys, is found 
inside you. If you're going to live in the more, it won't be the correction of an activity. It will be an inside change. I got to move on. But that's one area. More righteousness. So the righteousness, he definitely presents that as a higher standard of righteousness. Now, the second one is not only more righteousness, but more in the relationship. More relationship. Because the whole premise that he gives is it's relational. How is the more going to happen in my life? Because you enter into a relationship with God. And you quit operating out of yourself. And the whole basis of it is relational. In other words, if there's a more, if there's a treasure to be found, if I'm going to go home and be the father's son, if I'm room, if I'm going to get my room back, man, if we're going to have a party and I'm going to live in that, it's going to be because of this relationship. In fact, look at our passage. This is the sixth illustration. Look at our passage, verse 43. Love, you say, love your neighbor. Hate your enemy. I say, love your enemies. Then he tells you why. Verse 45. That you may be sons. See, the more is found within the framework of sonship. Uh, Before I was born, uh, I had this experience. My wife is laughing at me. It's okay. I've been laughed at before, dear. Uh, of, out of all the families that I wanted to be born of, I could pick out the one I wanted. You didn't have that for your life? In fact, they had a whole series of noses, uh, pictures of noses, and I could select, and I, I don't know what happened. Anyhow... I didn't have any choice. I'm a son. And I had no choice on that. Of who my father was. But see in the more. We've moved to a new level. You have a choice. On who your father is. But you don't have a choice. On what that does in your life. Now, if you don't want the more, don't get into Jesus. <laughs> stay away from Jesus. If you want the ordinary, the average, the run of it, stay away from Jesus. If you want destruction and defeat, continue to be a son of the devil. If you want to just do your own thing and operate your own program and live in the defeat of your own selfish life, hey, help yourself. But there's more. Where's it found? In a new relationship. Uh, And hey, you know, this is the key. This is the pivotal issue that guys, you can enter into an intimate relationship with God. Whereby his nature and your nature come together. And you and him begin to function as a new creature, a person, a kingdom person. And in that function, there is this, this, this more thing that begins to take place, which is absolutely phenomenal. And that's, that's his whole premise. And so when he moves into this last illustration, he says, hey, I want you into sonship, which is the more experience. Now, he's very plain on this in the passage, and we probably don't have time to get into this deeply, but... You got to know this. It's the idea that the more is not a high moment. In other words, it isn't, oh, during camp meeting or doing revival service or doing, during a, a, a God moved and I ran to an altar and whoa, I feel it now. And oh, 
Yeah, and I all, I look back for the last, next 50 years. Wow, that was really something. It was a Mount Sinai thing. Whoa. Now, hey, we have moments like that in our lives. And I'm not discouraging anybody from having that moment. I, I, had that mo I have those moments. But I don't live in those moments. That's not the more. This whole business of Jesus uh, saying, love your enemies. Well, he loved his enemy. Yeah. When? Well, he died on a cross, said, Father, forgive them. So that was a high moment. Yeah. But guys, the high moment of the cross was not a woo. He, he did that. In fact, we call our church what? Cross style. Why? Because the cross that Jesus died when he died was not just a high moment. He lived that thing. He lived in that all the time. And that was always in his life. Now, we're not proposing you will become God. And I, and I want to keep correcting that. If you think, well, you expect me to become God. No, you're not going to be God forevermore. Nobody's ever proposed that. You're helpless. And you're always going to be helpless. But that's the key. When you will embrace your helplessness and quit living out of yourself and allow him to come in his great strength and you rely on him and enter into the relationship in that encounter, a new creature is created and you begin to live in the moment by moment of the more. Now he illustrates that in the passage. He doesn't illustrate in the passage. You will be sons. Now remember he's talking about love your enemies. He doesn't illustrate it with You'll die on a cross and forgive them. That isn't the way he illustrates it. He says you'll be like your father who lets it rain and sunshine on the good and the bad, the just and the unjust. Well, that's ordinary. I know that's every day. You're right. That's all the time. You're right. So the father is into this. This more is a consistent. See, I don't want a more that's a high moment. I don't want a more that's just on the weekend. I don't want a more that I just get on Sunday morning. I, I don't want that kind of more. I want a more in my life that's just fall off a roof and you still have it. <laughs> you know, I gotta have that. I gotta have that. That circumstances can't shake. Not talking about finances. Not talking about circumstances. But have you ever just looked in the mirror and said, looked at yourself and said, is this it? For the next 30 years of my life, this is it. I think I'll go get drunk. Is there more? Jesus. Thank you for the opportunity of getting together today and been able to do that. Thank you. And thank you for the opportunity of proclaiming and thinking together about the amazing fact there is more. Your whole deal was more. Everything you came to do in our life was the more. It was more abundant life. You came to give us more. Not solve all our problems. Give us more. Do something inside of us. More. And Lord I am so sick of the average. So sick of the run of the mill. So sick of well this is the way it is. So tired of. So tired of. Take us. Take me. Take us. I pray for everyone 
in our midst today in the name of Jesus would you convince us of the radical supernatural off the wall would you put in the depth of our heart a crying desire that will not leave us let us remain will not let us remain in the average run of the mill way it's always been can't help myself would you take us oh God into the more heads are bowed what do you want to do with this you could have an encounter with God the more is yours it's him we're not going to stand we're not going to sing we never do and it's crowded I know and we designed it that way so if you get out of your seat and you come to an altar and kneel you're going to have to crawl over people good makes it hard to do right but folks you got to get up out of a pig pen and you got to run home it's yours I'm telling you it's yours the more is here so we're just going to be in prayer for a moment if you'd like to respond hey no pressure no pressure but I'm in man I, w I want the more I'm I will not I will not be satisfied with anything less than the more so be obedient